Good news, everyone. I'm good news, Frankio here, and we got good news, Nelly. <laughs> Coming at you live, back in back in our regular good news establishment here. In the, the office. Office. The office. Yeah, no more remote stuff. We I mean, just got so much good news here. I was up there mining uh, in northern Ontario, mm-hmm. so came back, did some good stuff. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we might as well just kick it off here. I'm gonna start some local news. Okay. Uh, you good? You, you good? I mean. Just sitting across from what looks to be Nicola, but is actually a tanned version of uh, uh, Good News Frankie. Yes, no, good, news, no. good News, no, he just said 16 different. <laughs> I'm sitting across here from Good News Frank Nelly, and I think... No, no, uh, yes, uh, uh, Frankie's right. I'm, a li- I'm in a little competition uh, trying to get more tan than somebody that's um, halfway across the world in a tropical paradise. So... You know, I've got, the, I've got the jeans working for me. Yeah. You get the natural bronze jeans, but nothing, nothing comes free in this life. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the only place I could find bronze jeans <laughs> is at Nordstrom. <laughs> it ain't free. <laughs> you can't even wear them because they cost an arm and a leg. No, it's Wait, true. They, cost, they definitely cost two legs. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time you got the bronze yeah. jeans, you can't even wear them anymore. You can't wear them on your head. Uh... Logan Lou's getting here to the office. Had to take the public transit, the Maseratis in the garage or in the <laughs> shop or whatever. Yeah. And uh, what I'll, the one thing I'll say about public transit: shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, never open your mouth. Don't speak into the void. Nothing good can come from it. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are you getting so personal here? <laughs> because every every time somebody does it, you're just like, what are you gonna solve with this? You being angry and yelling. There was like some lady. It was packed. Like it's like like New Delhi over here. <laughs> it's always so fucking packed. And somebody's like, "Can everybody please move to the front? There's no room back here." And you're like, "Shut up. Either get off or just bear it." Like nobody's like, "Oh yeah, I love this." Yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take up all the space I possibly can." Yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, it's not pleasant for anyone there. Mm-hmm. I guess some people just can't. Uh, they just. If you can't take the heat, <laughs> no, you gotta get out of the train. Exactly, that's the saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's the saying, yeah. So you got you have a house ahead of that end. Uh, I just had my headphones and they kept listening to my music. You just don't acknowledge these people. Yeah. And then they they slowly fade out because if you don't give them any attention, like nobody is. Ninety nine percent of people know not to talk. Yeah. And these people just they just drowned out by the. Beats on your earphones. Yeah. I feel like that could be like a commercial too. <laughs> yeah. Buy these headphones. You don't have to listen to idiots on the on the train. Now, Frankie, I see uh, you've got the bike here in the office on the table. Yeah, got the bike out. Well, you know it's been a. You know, I mean, good news here is the bike's out. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I tell you what, sometimes you gotta work hard for good news. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you gotta be fixing up these things. And I fixed up. I uh, fixed up. My bike, and then the tire popped right away. Oh no! And I was like, Yo, "Why is this happening?" Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, and then I, I kind of fixed that one up, and then I took it out for a spin. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm telling you the story like it all, everything happens quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but when I say I fixed it up, I mean it took me like uh, seven hours <laughs> okay. to fix it up. And then I tried to fix it up again, and then I took it out one more time, and then the other one popped. The other oh. tire popped. I'm like, "What's going on?" Jeez. I actually thought that maybe in the air pump, mm-hmm. maybe there's like, 
needles or something? <laughs> like tiny microscopic needles? Yeah, I was thinking maybe that's the problem. Because at this point I've replaced everything except the air. <laughs> yeah. I need some clean air. Anyone got a bike pump with clean air up there? It would be appreciated. Yeah, you like biking, Nelly? No, I would never do it downtown. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. It's so... Like the risk reward to me is just not there. Yeah. I can get I can get there a little later. So what's the solution? Solution? Okay. <laughs> Everyone wants more bike lanes, right? <laughs> On the streets. Yeah. Well it's either <laughs> one's gotta go. It's either cars or it's these bikes. I don't yeah. wanna see both of these. Just yesterday somebody yelled at us and it just ruins your it just ruins your mood. Like yeah. we're just in the car listening to music and then my friend who I guess it was like his fault he didn't really see the bike lane. And this lady's like, There's a bike lane here! There's a bike lane! And we're like, oh man, like, I'm sorry, but like, no one's happy now. Yeah. Like, what's I'm sorry. Yeah, just, what's going on here? There's just too much yelling out Yeah, it's the weather. It's, it's like, the heat. Yeah, it's the weather. Heated. People, they need to be behind scarves. A certain men need to be behind scarves. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you just don't know what you're going to get when, when you get the heat here. But yeah, you know, I support that. I support that. I think you yeah. should maybe run for some sort of political campaign. Yep. Cars or bikes, choose one. <laughs> we can't. We're going to do a referendum. <laughs> no more both. No more both. That's it. They don't coexist. <laughs> we've we've tried long enough, people. Uh, yeah, exactly. This integration thing is not working out. <laughs> our, our ancestors had a rock. we got to pick one. And no more pedestrians either. Is there like a saying that's like, the, su- the sum is less than both yeah. of its parts? That's interesting, right? Because they say that sometimes the whole, say, the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, that's what bikes and cars on the road are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're better off just the whole is the whole is <laughs> that one of those entities should be leaving. Yes, the the part. That's how the whole gets bigger. <laughs> yeah, I think I got it. Yeah, at least we got the gist of it. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take us into our first article here all right we got some great news here mm-hmm. now i thought i thought it was a low good news week but uh you know what folks there's some good stuff out here didn't even need to go mining up north to find it mm-hmm. did you find any good news in the mines by the way while you're up there yeah there's well i found the uh, uh one the last Ir- week there yeah yeah <laughs> sandy lake sandy lake first nation that was good and then uh a lot of well, there's a lot of optimism up yeah. north right now, particularly in the mines. Yeah, okay. yeah there's this thing, Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, not what you maybe think it is. Okay. <laughs> no, when people, when people you know, aren't too optimistic about a Ring of Fire. Are you doing volcanoes or some kind of butt disease? <laughs> so now I'm confused about what it might be. Yeah, no, it's neither actually. <laughs> it's, I thought I thought it was one of those two, but yeah. no, it's uh, it's a mining. It's a big mining project. Oh, Ring of Fire. Yeah. Are they gonna bla- like blast the earth or what? Oh no, they call it uh, they call it the Ring of Fire because they're mining Tabasco. Yeah. Tabasco sauce. Yeah, they come out in, in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody buried these yeah. millennia ago. Yeah. So they found it. Just wait. What is Tabasco? Like actually Tabasco? No, it's not Tabasco. No, no. it's not Tabasco sauce. It's uh, chromite. Okay. It's yeah, a chromite. So the Tabasco is Tabasco the name of the chromite, or does Tabasco have nothing to do with this? No, but you can use the chromite yes. to chrome plate mm-hmm. many bottles. different metals <laughs> and Tabasco bottles. Okay. Well. Yeah. 
And then if you're looking at eating Tabasco sauce, you can eat it off a chrome-plated oh. steel spoon. Steel so it does stainless steel? Yes. Right? They can do that? With chrome, 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 basically? Yeah. I, guess. I don't know if you could mine chrome. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's chrome. It's chromite. Okay, chromite. Yeah. 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 And you refine it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, huge, huge deposit there. Apparently very useful for batteries and yeah. solar batteries. and chrome plating steel. Yes. I think. Okay. Yeah. So what do, what do we got here? What news do we got? Yeah, so it's a great news story. So one, uh, one is about uh, uh, science, a rat. Okay. Okay. And the second is a, it's about charitable giving. Mm, okay. That's good. Yeah. So the first one we got gene therapy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is not the, this is not the ones that you bought at Nordstrom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is gene, uh, like the science based. Yeah, gene therapy. Yeah. I have a, I have a cousin, who goes to therapy. Oh yeah. Gene. Her name is Gene. Oh yeah. yeah. Not her. No, because okay. no, this one reversed, unless she, they reversed rats' paralysis. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. I've never seen a paralyzed rat. Yeah. Didn't know that was an issue that we were I, You know what? I haven't seen it either, because <laughs> I just watched this video, and that rat is definitely not paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm kind of creeped out by rats. So. Yeah, they're gross. But I mean, this is like, it was definitely a good news story. Okay. Scientists say they have taken a step, a significant step toward the goal of giving paralyzed people control of their hands again. Hands? Yeah. Hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like hands. Since when? Okay. Sure. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a big deal, right? Is it? I've never seen someone with just paralyzed hands. No, I don't think it's just paralyzed <laughs> <laughs> You can move your arms and stuff. No. Like a puppet. Yeah. Like some sort of marionette. It's like when you sit on your hand. You're like, oh my god, we solved this. <laughs> you know when your hand's paralyzed? It's like when you when, sleep on it? Yeah. These rats have been These rats have been, they, they, they simulated rats sleeping on their hands. And then they, they got up and like they were like, wow, we, we figured this out. No. Mm-hmm. This is specifically, if you're paralyzed, they can get you motion back, at least in your hands. So this is like the first step, right? Because mm-hmm. okay. I mean, my hands is very important. Like yes. if, you, if you don't have a, a movement on your hands, you're... I would say, like, of your whole body, the hands are definitely, you know, they're definitely up there. Oh, definitely. Top five, at least. Yeah, top five <laughs> limb extensions. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is a first step, because, uh, you know, if they can repair damage for the hands, mm-hmm. who knows what's next? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they have scientists. Probably legs, right? That's the main one. Wow, I, yeah. Because that, that's what I hear when I hear paralysis. The par- paraplegics. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Legs. Well, yeah. probably feet. Feet. Yeah, would that's how this article would describe it. We <laughs> figured out how to get feet, toes moving again. <laughs> Therefore, legs. Yeah, baby steps out of here. It's gene therapy. This is, mm-hmm. this is literally like. Okay, so gene know. therapy. Okay, go on. Yeah, you know, like CRISPR. You heard that? No. Yeah, CRISPR basically lets you. It's like this very advanced type of gene therapy that lets you customize. Uh, kind of series of genes mm-hmm. so you can kind of like make whatever type of gene sequences you want yeah you can use it to treat illnesses you can like you can do all sorts of cool things with it they develop, just developed this technique it's kind yeah. of like I haven't heard of it yeah it's, so that, I mean I don't think I actually looked it up these research don't, researchers don't use CRISPR but mm-hmm. I mean this is what CRISPR could potentially do too yeah but it goes on mm-hmm. uh, 
let's give you some background on spinal cord injuries to give you give you a sense of it. Okay, and then I'll tell you what they did. Uh, the spinal cord is a dense tube of nerves carrying instructions from the brain to the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Kind of, kind of like uh, you know, when your boss gives you a big, very micromanaged assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the body repairs a wounded spinal cord with scar tissue, but the scar acts like a barrier to new connections forming between the nerves. Mm-hmm. So you can't make those connections anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so these researchers uh, were trying to dissolve components of the scar tissue in, in the rat's spinal cord. And basically they did that by giving the cord a new set of genetic instructions that was... Give, was taken from an enzyme uh, called chondroitinase, mm-hmm. and they used a virus to deliver these instructions. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool stuff. It's really cool, yeah. Um, and then a drug was used to activate the instructions. Like, this is well, some freaking born identity <laughs> in your science yeah. spinal cord stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's caninjanase. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say caninjanase? <laughs> it's back. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, they used... They use this procedure on rats, so these scientists are here. And this is when you know, like, scientists, just another chapter in scientists doing really creepy stuff <laughs> with rats yeah. for the betterment of society. Yeah, and they, they regained use of their friend paws after gene therapy had been switched on for two months. That's crazy. Yeah, so the, Dr. Emily Burnside, uh, one of the researchers from King's College uh, in London, you know, the medical college, King's College, you mm-hmm. might have heard that from uh, the story Humpty Dumpty. Yes. Fell over again. Fell, fell, on the, fall, fell off the wall. Fell off the wall. Yep. And then all the King's College and Just all the King's men. men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could have been Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty yeah, good. So yeah, I mean, it's a reputable place. Unfortunately, they were, I guess, what they lost in Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. That was a long time ago, though. Today, I bet they could put Eggman, Eggman back together. Yeah, you know, I think it's a really... Uh, it's part of their history that they're not too proud of. Mm-hmm. And they've been working real hard <laughs> <laughs> to regain their standing. To put their reputation back, back together. Told the BBC, all all the mice's hands and all the mice's feet couldn't bring their reputation back to King's College again. We find this really exciting. Professor Elizabeth Bradbury told the BBC, Bradbury, Bradbury, (laughs) Bradbury, anymore, Cadbury. (laughs) Uh, Recovery of this type of function for spinal injured patients is their highest priority. Wow. Yeah. Top. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's working on it. So I'm telling you, this is a, you know, it's the start of something pretty neat. And you know what? In 2014, a paralyzed man was able to walk with a frame, hmm. thanks to I mean cane, uh, after cells from inside his nose <laughs> were used to regenerate part of his spinal cord. Wow. Crazy, yeah. eh? Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just part of it. It's it, crazy. Yeah. All this medical stuff. When you read the articles, it's like, oh, all you have to do is take the thing that works and put it at the place that doesn't work. Yeah. But, like, in, in practice, this must have taken years and decades of just, like, lab work. Like, these tests just are nothing's happening. It's too cold. It's too hot. I feel yeah. Like. Well, you know what? Like, I try to do a lot of pre-research for the folks at home when they're listening to our good news. I like to mm-hmm. try to take them through the steps to, t- to kind of 
let them know you know it's just like small groups of people that are mm-hmm. making these these changes and so i try to figure it out yeah to give them like a story yeah man i could not figure this out <laughs> i can't even understand <laughs> i could understand basically what i just told you is what i understand <laughs> yeah and i can't pronounce a lot of the words like chrodentores <laughs> chondroitines <laughs> but that's about it like i mean there's just there's yeah. some cool stuff but you know it's just small groups of people that are that are kind of pushing this forward yeah very dedicated yeah it's cool uh, you want me to do this charitable? Yeah, uh, I can do this. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. So I threw a virtual dart at a virtual mat yeah. to try and pick a, a place to read in a, a local newspaper from. Uh, so I googled it. You know, throw a dart at a, at a thing at a mat, and then <laughs> it literally, it literally, like it was some kind of random generation because it landed in the water like half the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> That'd be a lot more. Yeah. That'd be pick, and then you know I picked a place it's in, yeah. the, uh, in cool. the southwestern United United States. Oh, here we go. Cool. But it didn't. It just gave me the latitude and longitude. <laughs> so then I had to try to put those coordinates in, and that didn't work out. So I just eyeballed it. Okay. And yeah. that takes us to Ellie, Nevada. Ellie, Nevada. Ellie, Nevada, or Eli. I don't know. E L Y. Okay. So this is uh, a <clears throat> local newspaper. I think it's the Eli Times. Oh yeah. And it's by Sheriff Scott. Henroy, Henriod. Okay, what year is this? Because Henriod <laughs> is just not a name that I've seen. <laughs> I think it's like this year. <laughs> it's very recent. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I haven't lived it. I've enough. never heard of that name. Yeah. I wanted to say Henroyd, but it's Henriod. All right, it's a quick one. Yeah. Several times a week, I get asked by individuals about the new courthouse and jail expansion project. The individuals want to know if the project is still moving forward and how it's all going to work. I will try my best to bring everyone up to date. You so said you know it already. <laughs> Are you sure you don't know the year of this? Because it's <laughs> this sounds like like this, you know it doesn't sound like this year. I know, but this is this is small town America. This is some people talking to the sheriff. Hey, what's going on with that jailhouse? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Everyone's asking me so many questions. I'm just gonna put this in yeah. the newspaper. Yeah, I know. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting. He calls them. It's like, yeah, you, obviously it's probably a couple of people the past couple of days, but like... <laughs> makes it sound like the whole town's... Yeah, like, and then, you know, it makes it sound like, these individuals. <laughs> You're like, what? No, why did you say people? Or like, it's like, oh, individuals, a number of individuals. <laughs> Certain individuals. Probably means like black people or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's not a good term. That's not like a good, like a way, like you don't describe your friends as individuals. Yeah. People from the community. Yeah. All right, so he says, uh, the White Pine County Commission voted several months ago to seek out bids for the quali- for qualified architects. A committee was formed to review the submitted applications and then meet with the selected companies. Right now, this is just reading, like, just the most generic. Just, just, yeah. Uh, you learn the language, and there it is. <laughs> the committee voted on uh, passing the this architect. Is, yeah, this is like saying a lot of words, but not actually conveying any kind of piece of information. Like, I feel like none of, even though we knew nothing about... You know this how this county, is going to go. Like, <laughs> it's going to be like, when's it going to be done? It's going to be done soon. Yeah. Well, the committee is uh, documented a meeting. Uh, in, the, in the meeting, they uh, discussed a number of items. <laughs> the agenda was brought out at the beginning of the meeting and summarized at the end. And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Cool. <laughs> 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 
some items remained open. <laughs> I wish he was like honest and would be like, we forgot to take meeting notes. Somebody had to <laughs> scrounge around and remember what happened. We were a little bit disappointed in the bagels. And that's why we're two months behind. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on. The committee selected one company that we felt could best handle the project. Good. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> we picked the worst possible company for the job. <laughs> we think they can prove themselves here. <laughs> At which time they entered into contract negotiations here we go, with the county, <laughs> with <Yeah>. the company. <laughs> From here on out, White County. Once that was completed, it was presented to the county commissioners. It's <laughs> another body of governing people I guess yeah. to review and to select the company the committee had selected wow. <laughs> oh my god yeah. the company was hired which is Lombard Conrad Architects Nevada we'll bleep that out later <laughs> <laughs> the committee has been meeting with them at least every other week at which time we go over the plans for the new courthouse and jail expansion uh, the committee along with the architect have been working diligently to make sure this project is cost effective but also meets the needs of the county Yeah. so so far he hasn't really answered anything no. <laughs> so his question was, uh, did Interval want to know if the project is still moving forward and how it's all going to work? So far he's just saying it's going to work. <laughs> so far he's saying they have been in some meetings, <laughs> and they have been working diligently to ensure the meetings <laughs> run through the scheduled <laughs> schedule of meetings. <laughs> the court and jailhouse and jail expansion uh, will be built next to the existing public safety building. Public safety building. What do you think happens in there? Yeah, probably just a bunch of Nerf balls and bubble, <laughs> bubble wrap. The committee will continue to meet with the architect and soon will be conducting interviews with contractors to choose a qualified builder. Once that has taken place, the contract will be identified and presented to the county commission for their approval. This is an exciting process which will benefit a community for many years to come. I don't think it's exciting. Yeah. Call me small town. <laughs> I, I'm gonna call you small town. This is this is this is some big news for this, this community. Oh, Eli. But why? Eli. I've never been to a court. In my life. Oh, I've been to a court. But I wouldn't be excited if they're building it bigger. Well, the individuals <laughs> clearly were asking. <laughs> Fucking criminals. <laughs> These individuals, they want to know when the project is moving forward. Yeah, maybe it's probably prisoners. Yeah, it's like prisoners. They're it's like cramped in here. Yeah, I, I, I think there's been a rat <laughs> in my cell. This paralyzed rat. Now settle down, inmates. There's a very diligent process. Or a meeting. Uh, please re refer to my notes in the newspaper. <laughs> Many of you individuals have been asking me about the project update related to your basic humanity needs in the prison cell. Please refer to my sheriff's corner on page 9 of the local community newspaper. Well, it's good. Great stuff. Yeah. Good for them. I think it's pretty. Good job. Yeah. Hydroid. I mean, Henry. 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 Scott. All right. Okay. You got it. You got one for us. Yeah. Okay. Charitable giving in the U.S. tops four hundred billion dollars for the first time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. I know another title of this article could have been uh, "Billionaires <laughs> yeah. Avoid Taxes <laughs> Using Charities yep. in a Major Way for the First Time." <laughs> But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take. Let's that not. Yeah, let's not take that yeah. negative. We don't know yet. No, we don't know yet. And I don't think it's not. I don't think it's all the billionaires here. No, no. Because it's, like, it's not ninety nine percent for sure. It's not ninety nine. It's not all. It's probably ninety eight. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
It's fine. Definitely optimistic. Let's be optimistic. Yeah, I think we're good. They said more than this report says that just charitable donations, uh, more than the GDP of countries such as Israel and Ireland. Wow. Yeah. Those are both horrible countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they're large. I mean, we certainly I don't know about know. them. Okay, here, what are their exports? Jerusalem is what? Prejudice and hate. <laughs> I can't remember. Which one's the bad one? Or is it depending how, who you ask kind of yeah, deal? We're going to have to censor that out. <laughs> we got a lot of sponsors. We got a lot of sponsors pulled out. From Israel. And Ireland? Ireland. Yeah, I don't know. Depression. <laughs> Alcoholism. Uh, there go the remainder of our sponsors. <laughs> Particularly the men. You got to keep the post. same energy. <laughs> All right. Um... They're not giving away four hundred billion dollars. What are we defending? That's guys? true. I mean, we could. We, they should just. The U.S. should just buy the certain countries yes. and be Trying like, "This is our that. charitable country." <laughs> yeah. Um, the biggest increase was in giving to foundations, up fifteen percent. Yep. Okay. <laughs> foundations such as. I don't like. The percentage because things going up by a percent because it's so misleading. Yeah. Like, what if it went up a hundred thousand percent last year and yeah. this year it's like, oh, it went up fifteen percent. Well, true. what's not so great? Or if it would have been like really small. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, it was two dollars. Exactly. Yeah, seventy <laughs> percent It went up seventy cents. Um, well, I'm just trying to go. I'm just trying to like ignore the paragraphs that just make it seem like it's a bunch of billionaires. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're really down to one or two paragraphs here. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Twenty seventeen giving by individuals represented two percent of total disposable income. Hey, so I called it ninety percent, right? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, it depends. Ninety percent of what? Wait, wait, what is it? Two percent? It's individuals, um, like they of their disposable income. Oh, 2% oh I, see, I, see. Charity, I see. Which is, you know, it's not insignificant. Oh, yeah, it's good. <clears throat> uh, total charitable donations have ever hovered around 2% of GDP for many years. <laughs> uh, Par for the course. Yeah. So it's kind of like this record-breaking thing is more of a product of inflation than... <laughs> good news. Look, you know what? <laughs> this isn't great news. <laughs> It's good news. It's good news. It's kind of like I like to think of it as like the whole everything like this is like the God's plan video, where it's just people going around giving this money to people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just like directly to people. Yeah, there's another billionaire giving money <laughs> to just direct to people. Like Robin Hood. Yeah. Except, yeah, you know, it's some of those those parallels. Man, why do they call it Robin Hood? Like what? His, name, his first name was Robin. No, but like it sounds like he's Robin the Hood. <laughs> oh, Robin Hood. Yeah, he's given Hood. Dead, yeah, yeah he's, he's given Hood. That's got to be a rap line somewhere. Yeah, like, given. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I. They, <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me lay down a beat. <laughs> okay. I don't know if the beat's gonna help, but I, I imagine it goes something like this. I. I took from Given Hood. No, no. They, they call me. They call me Robin Hood. I take. The... <laughs> no. Okay, I got no. Okay. Hold on, let me. Okay, we're gonna cut this pause. There. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. They call me Peter Pan because while you Robin Hood, I'm giving it back. Okay, <laughs> that's in a rhyme. 
<laughs> Peter Pan after. Why do they call you Peter Pan? Is that, yeah, I guess I was kind of mixing up. <laughs> Two different fairy tales. Yeah, that was a completely different fairy <laughs> They call me Peter Pan because I'm a fairy and I can't rap. <laughs> Alright, well, we tried it out, but you yeah, know, there's something there. Robin Hood, Given Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood, Given Hood. You guys mix it up. Kendrick yeah. Lamar, take that. This is roll with it. Yeah, please. Somebody at Ken, Kendrick. Okay, Alright. What do you got here, man? What do we got? I've got another little article. Mm hmm. Um, where did I get this from? This is from uh, some small town in Saskatchewan. Hemble, Hobolt? Homblot? Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought it looked familiar. I think it's... Do you really not know? I couldn't remember. I remember seeing like, Because I saw this article, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, <laughs> because I tried to find a smaller town between, like, I saw Moose Jaw, you know, Regina, all those ones. And then it didn't have a newspaper. And then I was like, oh, Humboldt, okay. Why do I think this is so familiar? I thought somebody told me that. So, wow, the human mind is bizarre how this works. Okay, so... Uh, not a story anyone's heard of before in this small town of <laughs> Yeah, but I imagine I just bring up, hey, nobody heard about this, uh. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, yeah. so even if the weather did not cooperate, the Humboldt Big Brothers and Big Sisters, BBBS, <laughs> the extra B is dance for <laughs> Bring you. Diva for a day golf, uh, and Big Sisters, Diva for a day golf tournament still provided fun for the cowgirls of Humboldt. In, co- in collaboration with the Humboldt and District Kinets, the fourth annual event was clubhouse bound, bound with the course too wet to golf. That was a weird sentence. Development coordinator Joni Hergott with BBBBBS said that said that did not stop. Oh my god, <laughs> so poorly written. Development coordinator Joni Hergott with BBBS said that did not stop teams from winning prizes and taking part in some fun. <laughs> These are all like separate paragraphs. That's like they're here to have fun and they're not letting the weather spoil their spirits. Said Hergott on the day. <laughs> 17 teams all of which dressed in cowboy themed apparel had the opportunity to visit the vendors indoors to be pampered and to do some shopping throughout the day says her guy that was not even in quotes uh, 17 willing cowgirl boys were up on the auction block see this is fun I like stuff like this where you, like, you go up and you like buy yeah. people have you yeah. ever been in one of these yeah. things I was actually yeah I, was, I did one hmm. yeah. what was it it was like a charity uh, charity auction where you got the mm-hmm. auction. It's like a date auction. Yeah. And when I... It was for a company called Le Chateau. Chateau. Mm-hmm. It's like a clothes store. Le Chateau. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they they suited us up and mm-hmm. we all went in. And mm-hmm. What I didn't realize was that... Well, first of all, I didn't realize that it was going to be a Portuguese <laughs> event venue. Okay. So I was the only non-Portuguese person. <laughs> exactly. Okay, going up as, as the horse, as a horse show. It's a horse show, right? You got a, you got yeah. a, you got a bit of dates. That was the first thing I didn't know. The second thing I didn't know was uh, people had plants. <laughs> plants? Yeah, like plants. Like you have someone in the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who's got like a, yeah, yeah. To try, yeah, yeah, drive up the price. Because like, you know, to do a, a date auction... You know, normally not guys that are going up. Yeah. yeah it's really hard to get, because, you know, girls yeah. could just ask. Yeah, I don't need to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, everyone had plans. So, yeah, it did not go so well. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I got something. Yeah, I got something from yeah. a friend. Oh, but just, it was not. Uh, so, it was a friend. It wasn't a stranger. Yeah, they helped me out. Big uh, they bailed me out. Damn. So, you didn't go on, like, a date with a, like, a random person that won you? 
No, I didn't even go on a date with a friend. Damn it. <laughs> I think I just gave her the money back. <laughs> like, I mean, she donated yeah. it. And yeah. So I basically donated myself to, <laughs> to, share, to embarrass myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I paid for it. That's a very weird way to spend your money. <laughs> yeah. But it's for a good cause. Yeah. Okay, so we say, so we got this uh, 17 teams. Yeah. All of them in cowboy clothes. Had the opportunity to visit the vet. Oh, sorry, I messed it up. So we say 17 willing cowboys were up on the auction block to be brought, bought for the day to be the team caddies. One such cowboy, Kelly Bauer, brought in over $750 in pledges before bringing in another $300 on the auction block. Wow, look at him go. Bauer says BBBBBBS is a good cause to support. <laughs> and as soon as Hergot gave the pledge sheets out, he went hard at it, collecting donations. Really getting in deep, really getting those collections. <laughs> Much to her god's delight. Her god, a lot of her god here. We're tickled by the fact that they stepped forward and brought us pledges. Weird choice of words. Rain mm-hmm. did not stop the teams from competing in various games, including getting out on the driving range for the Timbit drive provided by Tim Hortons. It's brought to you by Burger King, as well as other games <laughs> that vendors welcomed the ladies to participate in. With all the team cat, with all, oh my god, with all the team caddy and vendor support, God says it is heartwarming how Humboldt has embraced the event. People just wanted to be a part of it. That doesn't really sound like they, they what is it? They uh, embraced it. People just wanted to be a part of it. The need for mentors within the, commu- within the community is still high, with 18 littles on the Humboldt BBBBBBS waiting list. Many of them young boys. We're looking for that male component to step up and be a big brother. Of course, we're looking for big sisters, too. There is, a, there is very much still a need. God, there is very much still a need. That's it. That's how it ends. Yeah. So, that was interesting. That was kind of interesting. Of course, they kind of said what the activities were. When was that published there? These are also pretty recent. Oh, okay. So, not cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, do you want to read a couple of obituaries here? Yeah. <laughs> because I think the best way, you know, to celebrate life... Is through death. Is through death. Yeah, <laughs> con Dios. Yes. Oh, is that, what is that? That's, that's in Spanish, you know, they say, via con Dios. Viva la death. No, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll read this one about... <clears throat> this guy's name is... I don't know if it's... I think his name is Doc. No, it's not. His name Martin Joseph, November 19th, 1916 to May 23rd, 2018... Uh, his name is Martin Joseph Dock of Quill Plain Centennial Lodge, Watson, SK. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. And formerly of Anaheim, SK. Is that what is that? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Passed away at, the res- at his residence on Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018. He was 101 years of age. Martin was born on November 16th, 1916 to Arnold and Francis Niehoffman Dock in Humboldt. Oh yeah, I picked, I picked, I picked obituaries from these two towns. It's not you a guys, This is like, this is like searching for good news in the wrong place. <laughs> okay. Good. He was raised on the family farm in Anaheim, Haggerty. Wait, Anaheim district, and attended Laurier School in Anaheim. Jesus Christ! On October seventh, nineteen forty-one, Martin married Catherine Haggerty. <laughs> Haggerty in Saint Anne's Church, Anaheim. Oh, Six sons were born to them, by no fault of their own. <laughs> However, their firstborn son, 
died in infancy. Oh, good Lord. Ooh, that's a nimit. Martin enjoyed and was satisfied with his life, which centered around his family, farm, church, and community. Here we go. He lived in Anaheim. There's Anaheim again. From his birth until September 2011, when he moved into assisted living at Birch Manor, Bethany Pioneer Village in Middle Lake, Saskatchewan. Shortly after his 100th birthday, a final move was made. Like in chess, end game. Yes. And he was moved to Quill Plains, where he would meet his ultimate fate and meet the Grim Reaper there on the hill to peacefully die. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad he's dead. Peacefully. Oh, yeah, no, okay. I guess didn't really know much about his life, but he seems like I a know. cool guy. I was hoping these obituaries would give you, like, an insight. Yeah, well, the other one did. Yeah, so do you want to give us one? Yeah, we do that one. Spent a lot of time in Anaheim. Yeah. Seemed like he's all about life, family, community, and the farm. And the church. And the church. James Jim Gubbins Sr. Uh, raised in South New Jersey. Uh, it was the age of 96 where, when he passed away after a short and sudden illness. And uh, he was born in Janesville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Graduated from Bridgeton High School in 1942. Served three years in the U.S. Navy during World War II. Stand for the anthem. <laughs> right now or... <laughs> All the time. Okay. After the war, he attended Utah State, where he met his future wife, Joe Swenson. Yeah. And they were in 1947 in Elko, Nevada. Elko. So he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in 1950, teaching position at McGill Grade School in the fall of 1950. Hang on, hang on. Let's do some math here. When was he born? 21? 1921. Okay, so then 1947, he would have been 31, 41, 26? Yeah, 26. And then he got married. That's normal. 29, 30, yeah. Yeah, and then 29, 30, he finishes his Bachelor of Arts degree. Interesting. Well, he was in the war for three years. Oh, yeah, that's right. What war were they fighting? Oh, God, World War II. The Great War. (laughs) The big one. Yeah. Uh, Accepted a teaching position at McGill Grade School. And lived, loved his job and taught at the school for the next 30 years until his retirement. Phenomenal. Wow. Now, here, here's where it gets interesting. Jim was very passionate when it came to sports. Mm. A decorated athlete in high school. All state recognition. Football, basketball, baseball. And uh, was a team captain in the baseball team. Mm. Semi-pro he played. Whoa. Um, and was an automobile accident prevented him from a tryout with a professional baseball team in Los Angeles. Oh. However, he did play three games of professional football in Philadelphia. Like, what? Yeah. This guy's crazy. Yeah. And then his athleticism went to a career of coaching at the McGill Grade School where his basketball team was only 23 tournaments. Hmm. Good work. And there we go. He was a lifeguard at the swimming pool and he was a referee where he refed high school football and basketball games and umpired baseball games. And he became an avid golfer. Loved and cherished family. His wife of 71 years. Jeez Louise. Damn. And three sons. Jim Jr. and Lisa. Kent, Kim, and Peggy. He's survived by five grandchildren. Kelly, Jamie, Samuel, Carolyn, Sonny. And five great-grandchildren. Sisset, Dominique, Carmia, Mason, Riyadh. Hey, yeah, we got the idea. He had, <laughs> he had a family. And they'll be, I'm yeah. sure he'll be missed. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's great. I like to hear that. Yeah. I like it a fun time. Um, you got one last one here. Oh, yeah. It's about Lena Pinjuv Sharp. 
98 and a half when she died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Never. What is that? The kid. The kid inside you. Nana, how old are you? I'm this many and a half. It takes like ten minutes to do it. She's of Blue Eagle Ranch in Nye County. She died in Reno on May 18th from complications after a fall in Ellie. Back to Ellie or Eli. Born in Los Angeles, November 16th, to Ivan and Anna Pinjuve, the family moved to Las Vegas in 1930 when she attended the Fifth Street School in Las Vegas High School, graduating in 1937. All right, let's do some math here again. So, 19, born in 1919. Okay. 29. So she's, oh, I guess, 18? 18? What was the year? 1937. 18. So, yeah. After matriculating from UNR in 1940, she took a job teaching in a one-room school on the Blue Eagle Ranch. Intending to stay for one year, she took a lot of photographs to show her friends and family, put on Instagram. But on February 8th, 1941, she married ranch owner... Who else but the guy from the last night? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> ranch owner Jim Sharp and lived there for 78 years. Holy smokes. 78 years. Wow. That's, That's like, even, even half of that time is less than I've even been on this earth. Yeah. Even a quarter of that. That's, That's insane. That's remarkable. So she lived there for 78 years. Jim and Lena, Lena had five daughters and Lena taught them all in the Blue Eagle School. She also taught at Courant, Duckwater, Tonopa, and Twin Springs. (laughs) Twin Springs, what a weird name. (laughs) When Jim died suddenly in 1965, her daughters and son-in-law... Son-in-law? So I guess Buddy had a son? What? One of the daughters is married. Oh, okay. Son-in-law. Um... What are we doing here? Lena became a world traveler, visiting countries on every continent. Wow. She was active in Delta Kappa Gamma, Nevada Farm Bureau, and many other organizations. Lena faithfully attended the Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Cowboy Poetry? I thought this was a joke. I didn't think this was a real thing. Cowboy Poetry? Yeah. In Elko. And Elko! Wasn't that last guy from Elko? I think so. And the Shakespeare festivals in Ashland, Oregon. She loved Nevada history and supported Nevada museums. In her later years, she took up sewing, producing an astonishing number of hand-sewn quilts, pillows, coverlets, pot holders, and other creations that she gave to friends and family. In 2017, she attended her 80th high school reunion as the oldest graduate. Aww. She uh, friendly and outgoing. She rarely met a person she didn't invite to come visit her on the ranch. Lena loved her school kids, and everywhere she went, she was shopped for shop for her kids and supported school scholarships. She was generous with her friends and family, and her enthusiasm for life was infectious. Lena was very proud of her daughters, whom she referred to collectively as my girls. Pretty pedestrian thing. I don't know if that's... Pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> Lena was preceded in death by her husband, Jim Sharp, her parents, sisters, Jackitza, Pinjuve, and Mary Griffin, brothers, Marco, blah, 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 and nine grandchildren. Nice. Wow. Those great lives there. there. Yeah. Now they're gone. Yeah, but that just makes you say you gotta be thankful for what you got. Cherish it. Remember those who's left. Yeah, remember. Pick one spot and then anchor there for 78 years. Just reach around, see the world. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. (laughs) Good news, everyone. (laughs) Bye bye.